eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Game day, game week, I should say, is finally here. Arkansas and Georgia kicking off Saturday, 3 p.m. Central Daylight Time on SEC Network. I'll be there at the game. Uh, some of you will as well. Most of you will be watching it on TV. Most of the show, we're going to talk about this game coming up between Arkansas and Georgia. Just some of the, the latest things happening around Razorback football, like the depth chart being released. We're going to get your questions as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, of course, I want to mention that there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Now we're like 229 follows away from the goal of 80,000 follows on our Facebook page before the kickoff of the season like 229. So if you haven't followed the page already, you like getting free Razorback content. We post all of our free stuff on Facebook uh, as well as run this show live. So you'll be updated anytime we upload uh, anything new or run anything late, stream anything, I should say. Uh, Be sure to like the page if you haven't done so already. Share the content, comment, throw a thumbs up on the video. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video on YouTube. And uh, also interact with that. Again, share it with anybody you think might like it. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star rating and leave a review if you like the content as well. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. If you haven't signed up for the Hog Sports newsletter, you should. We'll send free Razorback news to your email inbox in each morning along with any breaking news items. Also, sign up for text alerts. Text alerts are a great way to be notified anytime we upload, uh, or excuse me, anytime there is new breaking Razorback news. Uh, we sent one out this morning when Arkansas released the depth chart. So, with that, let's get right into it. Depth chart. I got to mention also it's 60% off at Hog Sports right now. It's a game week promotion, 60% off for an annual subscription at Hog Sports. So we are 302 days by the time this game is played on Saturday. It'll be 302 get- days since Arkansas has played a college football game. They haven't won a game in 378 days. They haven't beaten an SEC team in 1,064 ga- days and haven't won an SEC game at home in 1,421 days. Not likely to change on Saturday. Not likely to change against Georgia on Saturday. But there are other measures to success, so don't turn your snout up at a moral victory when victories have been few and far between. Okay? I'm not saying Arkansas is going to lose the game. I'm just saying nobody's going to predict Arkansas to win the game. Okay? This is a Georgia team that is really stout. They returned a lot off that defense last year that only allowed 12.6 points per game, which led the country. 275 
total yards allowed, which was third in the country. Both led the SEC. But Arkansas is working on a turnaround here, okay? And the thing that sucked about Chad Morris's regime at Arkansas is there was no momentum behind this rebuild, as he called it. There's a little bit of momentum. There's a little bit of juice behind Arkansas, okay? I really believe that. So it starts with having a little bit of pride and a plan to me. And I wrote a nice long story. I think it was a nice story. I think it's the best story I've written in a little while. So go check it out. But nothing says I don't care more than staring at a 35-7 halftime deficit against a Western Kentucky team when you know there's not a single player on that roster that was offered a scholarship by Arkansas aside from Ty Story who transferred there. No kid is going to Western Kentucky over Arkansas. No disrespect intended. It's just it's just the facts. So fast forward to now. Pittman says he wants him to play hard. He wants him to play physical. He wants you to feel, if you're in the stands, that, quote, we have a team out there that is excited to be out there no matter the situation. I want you to see a team that is together, one that cares about each other, one that plays for each other. That's something that we haven't seen in Fayetteville in a long time. It's just it's just true. And a lot of that starts with having some fight in you, okay? They may not win this game, but what I think – so many people talk about, Trey, how many, do you think, how many games do you think Arkansas is going to win? And that's the measure of success for a lot of people, and I get that. But if you want to go a little bit deeper, there's a lot more. And, yeah, some of it's moral victories. You may hate that, but it's true. To me, if Arkansas goes out there – and has a game plan, which I'm not sure they always had a great game plan last time, prepares during the week like they're supposed to, shows some pride in themselves and their teammates and the University of Arkansas and this state and the people watching and supporting, then the wins will take care of themselves. They will win some games. And I've said this before, I think Arkansas fans should expect to win two games out of the ten. It is a tough slate. But if they win two, then I think it's pretty telling that they probably would have won three of the non-conference games and probably would have finished five wins in a normal year. So however you want to slice it, two wins in the SEC, five wins overall, either way, that's a significant jump forward. I think Arkansas has a legitimate chance to win four of these games. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Missouri, Tennessee. A couple of those games are pretty early in the schedule. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. You may not ha- like hearing the moral victory side of things, but to me, there are steps in going in a certain direction, okay? I'm not saying that Arkansas can't win. Nobody predicted them to win in 1992 when they went down to Tennessee, and Tennessee was ranked number three in the country, and Arkansas was terrible. The year that they lost to Citadel, didn't have a head coach. Nobody expected that. Nobody's going to predict. I mean, like every year, there's teams ranked in the top ten, and everybody's like, you know, act like they're never going to lose a game. At some point, all those teams but one are going to lose a game. And a lot of times it happens when it's not expected. So, for me, what I want to see, Arkansas is 25-point underdogs. It's three touchdowns, a field goal plus one. I just want to see a game that's not over in the first quarter or in the first half. A game where you're like, wow, you know what? Arkansas came to play. Maybe Georgia wasn't really 100% ready to play. It may take some of that. Maybe Georgia's not quite ready. I mean, if you think about it, 
There's some questions around Georgia's quarterback situation since Jamie Newman left, opted out. Is Dewan Mathis going to start? Looks most likely that it's going to be Dewan Mathis. He's compared, if you look at his 24-7 sports profile, the guy that he's compared to is Felipe Franks. Would you rather have Felipe Franks or Dewan Mathis? You probably you might you might pick Georgia in a lot of other categories. But that's the most important position on the team. Felipe Franks hasn't, by the way, had a whole lot of success against Georgia the last couple of years. Not a whole lot of success. Arkansas released the official depth chart. We've been waiting on this. We had it pretty close. We didn't nail it. I'm not going to go over stuff that you would expect. Although at one of the wide receiver spots behind Traylon Burks, they have Devion Warren or TJ Hammonds. We thought Devion, TJ, Tyson, Morris were going to be your backup wide receivers, but they also have Kendall Catalan in here without an oar. So it looks like he's pretty firm there. Noah Gatlin or Dalton Wagner listed at right tackle. Gatlin is also listed at the back of at left tackle. Everything else about what you thought. Brady Latham, who we've been talking about for a little bit, is listed as the starter at left guard. Ricky Stromberg, center. Bo Lemmer, right guard. Myron Cunningham, of course, left tackle. No big surprises there. Now, just lately, we have been reporting about Isaiah Nichols' emergence, and he is listed on the depth chart, Xavier Kelly or Isaiah Nichols. So, Nichols has had a really strong camp to be pushing uh, Xavier Kelly. Nothing else too extraordinary on the defensive line. Joyous Coates, Dorian Gerald, Jonathan Marshall, Xavier Kelly. Torian Carter is listed as a backup. I don't see Marcus Miller on here, which surprised me a little bit. Linebacker, bumper pull, Grant Morgan, no big surprise there. Andrew Parker, Levi Draper backing up. Uh, They don't list a strong side linebacker, but if they did go 4-3, you're going to look at Hayden Henry and then Zach Zach Zemus. Did I say it right? Zymus. Zymus. I said it right that time. Zach Zymus. I got you, Brandy. All right. Um, in the secondary, again, the big – There's no. first of all, there's no freshman listed in the two deep except for Blaine Toll on offense. I didn't mention that because it's Hudson Henry or Blaine Toll at tight end. So Blaine Toll is the only true freshman listed on the offensive side of the ball in the two deep. And technically – an or type of starter. But when you get to the secondary, other true freshmen, Miles Mace, or excuse me, Miles Slusher, backing up Joe Fouché at one of the safety spots, and Kari Johnson backing up Jerry Jacobs. If you remember Kari Johnson, Arkansas got him out of Connecticut, and Georgia made a late offer to Johnson after he'd committed to Arkansas. So he's listed as a backup cornerback. I don't see Devin Bush in here anywhere, which is a bit of a surprise. Greg Brooks listed as the starting nickel, which we'd expect. But I don't remember anybody talking about Ladarius Bishop playing nickel. I don't remember anybody talking about Bishop playing nickel. So he's listed as the backup there. No special teams listed, but I think we can expect A.J. Reed to uh, kick, George Caratan to punt, George Caratan to hold, Jordan Silver to snap. So that's the depth chart for Arkansas. When you flip it over to Georgia, obviously we're talking a lot of quarterback stuff, the Jamie Newman stuff. Um, you know, JT Daniels, is he healthy? Is he is he in a position where he can take the field yet coming back from his ACL? That's the USC transfer, former five-star. But I think we're looking at Dewan Mathis, Carson Beck maybe. You see him some. Georgia did not list a depth chart in their game notes that they released today. 
you know, you go back to running back, you've got Zamir White, who was the number one ranked running back recruit in the country in 2018, promptly tore his ACL at Georgia, played some last year, was close to being second on the team in rushing yards, but finished third. You have DeAndre Swift, obviously, who was drafted uh, Swift. And uh, so James Cook is another option back there. Georgia always has strong running backs. I mean, you go down the list of great running backs at Georgia, Herschel Walker, Dan Hampton, um, Garrison Hurst, Nick Chubb, no Sean Moreno, Todd Gurley. I mean, you just keep on going. Now DeAndre Swift in the NFL. Georgia, to me, is the first real running back you. A lot of teams claim that. Arkansas was it for a minute. But Georgia, to me, is the first team that really held that, that, that tag. Offensive line is interesting because you did lose three NFL draft picks, in court, including two first-rounder. Owen Condon at right tackle is a guy that's kind of emerged. Um, you got Trey Hill at center. Ben Cleveland, another Ben Cleveland, not Arkansas. You know, the interesting thing about Ben Cleveland, he goes like – I think he's like 6'5 or 6'6", 340 pounds. I saw him when I was with another company at a camp in Baltimore. Okay, I saw him. He was 15 years old and like vascular. <laughs> I mean, like shredded, 15 years old and looked like he'd been maybe already in the NFL. I mean, he was he was as good a looking a 15 year old football prospect as I have ever seen. He'll be starting in one of the guard spots. Again, Georgia really stout on defense. We don't have to go into too much. They returned eight starters from that defense, including a lot of other players that helped a lot. They only had one guy drafted in the NFL off that defense. Only one guy. 275.7 yards per game allowed last year. 12.6 points. Pretty impressive. Sam Pittman says he's worried. He's nervous. He's supposed to be nervous. you got to be nervous. If you're not nervous, then... You're overconfident. <laughs> so I think it's a good thing that he was nervous. Uh, I'm doing the show a little bit later. By the way, if you have a preference on when you'd like to see the show, let me know because football season kind of throws things off because we got noon Monday press conference. I don't want to have an 11 o'clock show like I normally have on a Monday, and then Sam Pittman comes in and you know updates a bunch of stuff, and you know the show's kind of antiquated that way. So uh, we'll be doing the show after the press conference on Monday. I'm not sure exactly what time I'm going to try to get that in. And then on Thursdays, also a bit of a wrench because I usually do the show at about 11 on Thursdays. And now Sam Pittman is going to have a press conference at 2 o'clock on Thursdays. So I'm not sure. I may I may keep that one the same because we are going to have Sam Pittman live on Wednesdays. I don't know if a whole lot of new information will come out Thursday. So I may keep that morning Thursday slot. But let me know in the comments what you think. When's a, when's a good time for you? When do you like like to uh, to tune into the show? And maybe we can accommodate. But I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. So, yeah, Pittman says he's a little bit nervous about the first game. I think that's a good thing. Aren't you all in there that nervous excitement? I'll tell you what, this past week weather-wise has been football weather. I mean, for like the last six days, it has just been incredible. I haven't checked what the forecast is Saturday. Kirby Smart also had his press conference at 11 today. Says Sam Pittman always had the traits of being a head coach. 
He always had the traits of being a head coach, Smart said. Number one, he's a great leader. He's a great person. He commands the respect of the room when he speaks. He can be very emotional, and you don't always find that with offensive line coaches. They're usually rough around the edges, and Sam wears his fingers on his, sl- his feelings on his sleeve. He's very open with his players. I think he lets them in more than most O-line coaches do, and that relationship really stands. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When he got the opportunity to go, a lot of our guys reached out. They were hurt by it, but not hurt like they were mad at Sam. They were thankful for his opportunity, but they were going to miss that relationship. That's kind of the same thing that happened when when he left for Georgia when he was at Arkansas in 2015. Kind of the same thing. I get a lot of that from Georgia fans, like, we miss Sam, you know, we love Sam. I mean, they're obviously moved on. You know, they got a pretty good replacement hire at the offensive line coach, but um, pretty interesting. You can, by the way, Dogs247 has uh, their own uh, defensive depth chart, offensive depth chart. Uh, listed about five weeks ago, but it's it's not the official one. Excuse me, not five, five days ago. It's not the official one. There's a lot of studs in there. Georgia's done a good job under Kirby Smart, especially since that first year. I think they went eight and five the first year. These last three years in the regular season, they've gone 11 and one. Arkansas hasn't won but eight games in the last three years. Simeon Blair put on scholarship, Pine Bluff guy. Congratulations to him. That brings Arkansas, by my count, to 84 total scholarship players for the class. There's possibilities, obviously, that they could add another one. Some other recent scholarships added. Obviously, we talked about Luke Jones before. Um, He's been added. Luke Jones wasn't on the two deep. Uh, Josh Oglesby, who comes over from track. You can't be on track and play football. You can't be on track scholarship and play football. You can be on football scholarship and, and run track. But you can't do it the other way around. That's an NCAA rule. But this is a guy with a personal best of 10.38 seconds in the 100-meter dash, 5'8", 174. Had a bit of a hiccup in camp. Don't know if he'll be available for the first game or when he might be available, but he's a guy to watch. But anyway, Simeon Blair starting on all four special teams, defensive back, out of Pine Bluff, redshirt sophomore, 5'10", 204. Congratulations, Simeon Blair. I know that's always a big deal. 
So Arkansas has testing protocols, obviously. Uh, SEC is testing three times a week. It was initially going to be two. Now it's three. So you test on Sunday. So they get re- results back today sometime. Um, so they'll find out, either have found out or will be finding out today on this first group of guys. And then you also take a test Wednesday and you get your results back Thursday. And then, well, according to what he said, it could be in the afternoon, it could be in the evening for when you might get your results back. And then you test on Friday. You get the Friday rapid response test, take a 15-minute test. And that's the last one that you take. I think personally, like this is why I think it's kind of – I want to say crazy because nobody really knows the answers right now. We're trying to, we're going on what we know, right? But these guys to me are more likely to get coronavirus out and about in the classroom, at having a dinner, going, you know, wherever, more likely to get coronavirus there than they are playing a football game where these guys are tested three times a week and tested the Friday before the game. And then they go into a lockdown in a hotel room and, it's going to be different on hotel rooms too. I mean, cause you're, I mean, they're going to put you one person to a room. It used to be two, but now everybody will be one person to a room. Maybe people don't know that, but the team, even for a home game, they go, they go all go stay in a hotel room the night before the game. They usually do something together. Sometimes some teams watch a movie, you know, um, obviously not going to be doing that kind of stuff. It'll be more of a bubble type of deal after that Friday test. So you're more likely as a player to get coronavirus outside of football than inside of football. That seems pretty clear, especially, and I should say that even farther, when it comes to a game. You know, obviously in practice, maybe you could run into some stuff here and there where something slips through the crack. But in a game, I mean, everybody's tested the night before the game. Everybody's, you know, in a bubble. So a little bit different look, as I mentioned. They'll, you know, everybody will stay in probably their own room during, uh, you know, when they stay at the hotel, they'll have to take extra buses. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to me. Like everybody's getting tested here. Do you really need extra buses? I guess anything you can do to, to mitigate, I guess, do it. You might as well. I ran a bunch of polls. This is something I might do every week just because we had such a great response to this poll this group of poll uh, questions. So I did 10 different poll questions. You can go to hogsports.com and vote on those, H-A-W-G-sports.com. How many rushing yards, how many yards will Felipe Franks throw for against Georgia? Right now, most respondents say 150 to 200 yards. That's 39.45%, 630 people. How many quarterbacks will Arkansas play? Most people, 55.91%, 861 people, said two quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks will see meaningful snaps? The next most answer was one at 40.6%, 40.06%. How many rushing yards will Rakeem Boyd have right now? 39.9%, 626 people say 75 to 100 rushing yards for Rakeem Boyd. Traylon Burks touches. How many times will Traylon Burks touch it, whether it's a pass, catch, run, or uh, return? This is really close. Four to seven touches says 41.24%, 607 people. Eight to 11 touches says 39.81%, 586 people. 
65 people said he'd have zero to four, and 43 people said he'd have 15 or more touches. Newcomer impact. Aside from Felipe Franks, which newcomer will have the biggest impact on the game? So I listed all the, all the transfers who've come in, uh, including Julius Coates, who came out of junior college. And Julius Coates is leading at 26.72% with 377 votes. Next up is Traylon Smith, 325 votes, and then Xavier Kelly with 295. First Arkansas drive of 2020. Most people say they will gain some yards but won't score any points. That's 43.47%, 612 people. The next most popular vote is a three and out, 270. Next most, a passing touchdown, 164. 131 people say rushing touchdown. 127 say a made field goal. Who will score first for Arkansas? 47.83% say Rakeem Boyd. 649 people say Rakeem Boyd. 30 people, 2.21% say Arkansas won't score. Will Arkansas's offense have more success on the ground or through the air? 48.4% of people say the pass game will edge out the rushing game. 423 people, 33.7%, say the run game will edge out the pass game. There's also options for the run game easily outperform the pass game, the pass game easily outperform the run game, but only 11 and 7% for those two answers. Who will be the leading tackler? 72.67%, 912 people say it'll be bumper pool. Next most is Grant Morgan with 126 votes. And how will the outcome be? 25.2, nope, excuse me. 45.9%, 631 people said Georgia will win convincingly. 25.2% say Georgia wins a close one. 17.2% say Arkansas wins in a close one. And 9.48% says Georgia wins in a blowout. The categories were close win for either team, convincing win for either team, and a blowout win for either team. So most people think Arkansas wins convincingly, 45.9%. And those are all the poll questions. That's all of them for today. All right, everybody. I want to get to your questions now. We're going to go over to the Razor's Edge, get some of our VIP people questions. I want to remind you again, before we answer these questions, that it's 60% off right now at hogsports.com. Again, H-A-W-G-sports.com. 60% off. It's a heck of a deal. It's our game week special. So if you've ever been interested in joining, 60% off is a good deal. So go sign up. You'd be glad you did. All right. Questions, questions. Who's got a question? Army of Nabunga says... Question number one, how do I record Sling TV? What channel is the radio broadcast? Don't come at me with those questions. Google it. (laughs) Razorback Drummer says, not sure on number one. He's answering his question. Don't answer his question. Make him Google that. Swish Musselman says, without giving away position groups or names, how many starters do you expect not to be on the field Saturday? Again, I don't have an answer to that. I just expect they're not to be starters, not to be projected starters, not to be starters that are listed on this depth chart or on any depth chart that Georgia puts out before the game. I think both will 
Um, both teams will be impacted in some capacity. Just don't know the exact number. And it's going to be a big – that's going to be a key part of this season because, I mean, the rules in the SEC are just that you have to have 53 players available, just one quarterback, just one center, just seven total offensive linemen. I mean, there's a whole list of parameters to be able to play a game. So – Fbird16 says, did Blaine Toll play tight end in high school? He did some, yes. I'm assuming he did since he was from a smaller school and play, had to play both ways, but he also played quarterback. I still am I'm a little bit surprised that Hudson Henry just hasn't kind of ran away with the tight end spot, to be honest with you. And that's nothing against Blaine Toll. I just view him as a little bit more raw for that position. We picked Suey 1987. What do you think the crowd noise will be like Saturday? I have no idea what to expect. I've never been. In, I mean, I guess maybe you could maybe throw it back to a lesser attended red-white scrimmage, something like that. I mean, that's probably about as good as we could do to, for a comparison. But you'd think that there'd be, I don't know, there'd be a little bit more boost to it maybe throughout since it is an opponent. Should look good on TV. I mean, I think the games have looked good on TV. The NFL games I watched yesterday, I didn't really notice that something was missing the way that they were, you know, the way that they were done. Hopefully that's how it'll come off. Rebel W Scout says, what will the first play on O do you secretly want to be a dog? <laughs> no, I don't. I, ha I do have some deep roots in Georgia. A lot of my family is from there, but I am an Arkansan. Rebel W Scout. Uh, what will be the first play on O? If I had to guess, maybe I'll say something that an end around to Traylon Burks. Or one of those passes where you, it's a cool, quick pass to him. But I think it'll go to Traylon Burks. That's what I'm calling. End around. Outside the box. Army of Nabunga says, as a Hog fan, I'm used to slow starting offenses. Is there any chance I'm shocked and we see the Hogs score 21 in the first half? I think I would be shocked by that, especially when you consider how stout Georgia's defense is. But it is the first game. You have all kinds of things going on, you know, with COVID-19. I mean, there's a lot of intangibles. And when you think about the intangibles, Arkansas has the edge. Not only are they the home team, um, but it's a home game after all this coronavirus stuff. You know, so travel's going to be, you know, it could be tricky for Georgia, all that stuff. But Sam Pittman and Scott Fountain know a heck of a lot more about Georgia than anybody on Georgia staff knows about Arkansas. So that's an intangible. That may be the only advantage that Arkansas gets in the game. Aside from possibly quarterback, they could have a better quarterback situation. They may not be able to protect him as well. THB122102, <laughs> what is that's a heck of a username. What is the expectation of Traylon Burks this season for media outside Arkansas in the SEC? I don't think people have quite caught on to how good he can actually be. I mean, I think people know that Arkansas has got a good wide receiver. You didn't see him on any preseason All-SEC teams. And I think a lot of that depends on, you know, how Arkansas is able to get him the ball. If opposing defenses are able to focus on him heavily or if there's other weapons that have to take their attention – but to me, I think Traylon Burks is a future NFL player, and I think it's just a matter of time.
for people to start really knowing about him. But you see, you know, like people in Georgia, they would turn their nose up if you compared him to George Pickens, which you know some people have done, and I have, and that has been the response. Whiskey Drunk says, can you please do me a solid and never mention the Western Kentucky game again? My ears start bleeding, and all I can think of is punching you in the baby maker the next time I see you. Thanks in advance. Okay. Well, we can move on. I'm ready to move on past Western Kentucky, I promise you. I just need – I just that's the last, like, marker for me, you know, uh, in Razorback football, aside from Pittman being hired as far as a game goes. We need a game. We've needed a game. I mean, our stories are starting to kind of be repetitive and stuff. It's time – for a game. Chubby Chaser 501 says, has Frank's given any indication that he would consider coming back a second year? His usernames. Uh, he hasn't really, I mean, even talking to Pittman about it, he's kind of like, um, you know, they're just going to focus on having him have the best season he can possibly have and hopefully making it to the next level. Now, having said that, I believe that was before you even get this year back no matter what. Because I think, I mean, based on the rules, Felipe Franks is eligible for a six-year of eligibility also because he got hurt in the first three games last year. But he also gets a year back anyway. Heck, maybe he come back for two years. <laughs> Everybody could come back next year. Vinstrosity says, are there going to be primers and walking talks this season? Yes. There's going to be – Walk and talk. I'm going to do something walk and talk style before the game. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. I think I am anyway. Just depends on what I'm feeling. I like to do those things emotionally. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't like to be just like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do a walk and talk. What am I going to talk about? Because I want it just to be like, I'm turning the camera on. You know, obviously I've, I've, probably written post-game editorial piece. So, you know, a lot of it's fresh in my mind and it's coming right after the game. But I like it to be more of an emotional response, immediate reaction to the game. So, and I never want it to be gimmicky, you know. I've always said that. So, I, do I do a walk and talk before the game? I don't know if I do or not. I just haven't decided yet. But, yeah, we will have some kind of primer before the game. I'm going to talk, talk with Jake Rowe also. We're going to have him on the podcast later. B-Turns13 says, if we beat Georgia, will you grow your hair out? Whew. Sure, I guess. I can grow my hair out. Well, this year's walk and talk now be called the Zoom and Doom. <laughs> Hope not. OPP Hog says... Down with OPP. <laughs> can we get our offensive line be, be can our can and will our offensive line be better? I absolutely think they'll be better. Just the argument is how much better. I fully expect them to be better than last year. Ben Strassi says, Will Arkansas be able to feed off the momentum from big plays better this year than last year? It seemed like last year they would be all be hyped up after the huge breakout play and then they would just plant their feet in the sand. Yeah. You know, I always hate that after like a hurry up, no huddle offense and all that's, you know predicated around picking up first downs, but I always wondered, like, you pick up a big pass play, say you get 30, 35 yards, you rush downfield, you hurry up, you line up, you snap the ball because defense isn't ready, and you run a play, and it picks up a yard. Seems like that is the answer to every first down in a hurry-up, no-huddle offense. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We're going to run this play right up the gut. I don't know what that is. Trey, how much improvement do you see from our defense in Barry Odom's first year? Do you think the success depends on whether or not the offense can sustain drives and score points? I mean, it goes hand-in-hand, hand, no question about it. 
Uh, I'm done saying that Arkansas has nowhere to go but up, but, geez, Louise, they have been – I mean, they were atrocious last year. I, I think they were the worst defense in 10 years in terms of points given up, weren't they? At least 10 years because that's as far back as I go back for awful stats. It's 10 years and I stop. So, it'd be tough to be as bad as last year, but I'm not. I'm done saying they got nowhere to go but up. But I do think that they're going to be better. That is different. Maybe it's not. All right. Let's flip it up to Facebook questions. We are 34 minutes in. Before we flip over to Facebook questions, second part, plenty of ways to watch and listen. Again, Facebook Live, we want 80,000 followers. That's the goal, and we're like 229 follow short of 80,000. So if you haven't followed the page on Facebook, then go ahead and do so now. Recommend to a friend, grassroots, it help us out. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up if you like the video. Also available on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up there. Um, interact with the video, share it, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that five-star rating from you. Uh, just scroll down to the bottom of the page if you're already subscribed to give the rating or if you're just not subscribed, then you can see it right there and you can give the rating there. Also throw a review in uh, if you like content and let, know people, let people know what they can expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your, find your favorite videos. And again, it's 60% off at hogsports.com right now. It's a great deal, 60% off. One of the better deals that we run. We recently ran a two months for $1 um, for a lot of people that want to try it out. I think this one is good for people that have really been considering wanting to sign up. And again, 60% off, that's that's a great deal. So do so if you haven't done so. promise you're going to like it. Let us be your daily driver for Razorback News. A lot of content from Hog Sports. You're going to like it. Especially if you're a big-time Razorback fan. If you're a casual fan, you probably just be happy with our free stuff. Most of that stuff comes out of press conferences, maybe stuff you can get elsewhere. We do put a lot of work into it, obviously. Um, but our VIP stuff is more what's about to happen, more research, in-depth stuff, all our recruiting stuff, basically, uh, and our premium message board, the legendary VIP Razor's Edge Forum. All right, let's see what we got here from – our questions. Stacy Knight Blackburn says, any team can beat anybody on any given day. It's absolutely true. It happens. Lance Walker says, I'm excited to see Smith at running back behind Boyd. That's one of the guys that I'm really interested to see because we've heard a lot of good things about him. We really haven't seen live action out of him yet. Aside from, you know, running through drills looks extremely quick and stuff. But I'm excited to see him too. Not, a, not the biggest back, but maybe a guy that can pro provide a nice change of pace. Let's see. Jimmy Don Taylor watches from Warren, Arkansas. Nick Granberry says, watching from Wichita Falls, Texas. Alec Harrison, former intern at Hogsport, watching from Rogers. Josh Grubb says, finally game week. How's our offensive line going to hold up to the D-line of Georgia now that we know positions? I know Georgia is still stacked there. They're absolutely stacked there. I mean, it's going to be a battle. I mean – Make no mistake, any victories Arkansas has in this game in a lot of ways are, I mean, going to be pleasant surprises. But Arkansas's offensive line should be better. Can they compete against Georgia? The, I think one positive aspect about this offense is they do they are going to want to get the ball out extremely fast. 
and they're going to really spread things out. So they'll know a lot of, you know, where they're going with the ball pre-snap. So that should help. But it should be a better offensive line than Kendall Bryles dealt with last year when he was at Florida State. Maybe an uptick overall in competition that they face, though, being in the SEC. Brad Holmes says, I'm watching whenever you do it. I appreciate that. Again, leave your comments in. I'll review them. I'll consider what everybody says about when's the best time to run this show. Nick Granberry says, nervous. Are we going to get our, you know what, kicked? It's possible. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're not going to get run out of that stadium because it could happen. So prepare yourself for that. Don't go in there thinking you're just going to come out shocking the world. Prepare yourself to get blown out also if you're a fan. Now, if you're a player, you can't have that attitude at all. But if you're a fan, curb your enthusiasm. Sure. Will Kidd says he likes mid-afternoon, 2.30 on Mondays. Excellent for me to get through to the end of the workday. <laughs> Brandy Zymos said, Zymos, yes. I got to check myself every time I say it. Thanks, Trey. Nailed it. Appreciate that, Brandy. Don Henry says, nothing. Monroe likes the 2.30 time. Okay. A couple people like the 2.30 time. How does the front five match up with theirs weight-wise? I would have to go back and look and see what kind of depth chart they got here. So depth chart weight-wise on their front. Well, they don't have the weights listed. Sorry. They didn't release an official depth chart from Georgia yet. And I've got it from dogs 24 seven, but they don't have the weights listed, but they're big and strong and powerful and fast. They're all, it's, it's going to be a lot, <laughs> but Arkansas's offensive line certainly got bigger. Clay Gilbert likes 130 to 230. Larry Bateman says weather for Saturday, sunny and 82. I like it a lot. Cedric Anderson says, what time does the game start this weekend? It's three o'clock. Kathy Shepard says my son, Andy Boykin, junior 44 LaGrange, Georgia, LaGrange, that's right. Um, Boykin could play some. Now, I've stayed in LaGrange, Georgia, by the way. The last time I stayed in LaGrange, Kathy, was uh, – I can't remember what year it was, but it was an Auburn game. And I remember I stayed at this hotel because it was – it was it was uh, I, stayed, I flew into Atlanta, and then LaGrange is halfway between Atlanta and Auburn. And so I was going to have to fly back out. So I, that's where I stayed. And I remember I went to this – or I was at the hotel and I turned on the TV and there was um, there was this like a Korean soap opera or something. And I was like, that's that's interesting. You don't usually see that. And I turned the channel and there was like um, this evangelist uh, – you know, it was a, it was Christian. It was, um, but it was a church. But it was Korean, and he was speaking in Korean. And I was like, that's so strange. And then I changed it again, and it's a news station, and it's Korean news. And I'm just like, what in the world is going on here? And I went to bed, didn't think anything more of it. And I went, I went downstairs, and I saw this. They had this pot, and I was like, oh, Georgia. I'll get some. I'll get some grits. And stuck my spoon in there, and it just kind of stuck, and it was rice in there. And I was just like, "What?" In the and I look over there, there's like some kimchi looking stuff. I'm like, "What is going on?" And it turned out there's a kia, a big kia plant <laughs> in Lagrange, Georgia. <laughs> and uh, but I was super confused, like Twilight Zone for a minute. Native of Lagrange, though. 
Marcus Holmes says, go hogs, go. Let's get this upset. Austin Dunstan says, so should I put my house keys on Arkansas money line? <laughs> no comment. Ryan Cameron says, Georgia wins 52-24. Jeremy Spears says, watch Corpus Christi, Texas. We pick Suey. Let's go hogs. Cedric Anderson says, I'm going to be calling the hogs from Springfield, Missouri. Kevin Deshaun Spencer says, I hopped in late. You mentioned both teams being affected. Is that by COVID report? No, that's nothing specific. It's just that that's what's happening across the country. Doyle Bulger says, how surprised are you that Luke Jones isn't starting a bit, but I've known a lot about Brady Latham as a possibility. Um, and it's not to say that things won't change on the offensive line. They certainly have been a new experiment every day the last four years since Sam Pittman left. It's been a new experiment on the offensive line. Hoping that's not the case, but we've heard a lot of good things about Brady Latham, uh, and I think that's just him emerging. You know, I kind of thought maybe he's a year away. He doesn't have all the strength that they wanted, the size just yet, but they still feel he's their best option there, one of their five best offensive linemen. Doesn't mean Luke Jones won't continue to push and may help them at some point. Just a redshirt sophomore also. Kenny Smith says, do you see Spivey getting many reps? I don't know if he'll get a whole lot of reps. you got to have three running backs ready to go. Haven't heard a whole lot out of Spivey other than some people have been pleased with him, you know, in camp, you know, just kind of the normal stuff you'd expect from people to kind of comment on a player. Oh, he's doing a great job, you know. So not a whole lot to glean from that. Scott Hickman says, don't you love the Big Ten squeezing back in at the last minute? I hate to try and figure out how to vote in the top 25 polls. Absolutely. Russell McAnally says, Liberty Bowl, Liberty beat Western Kentucky. Yep, they sure did. Kevin Venable says, Trey Biddy, do you think Arkansas offense has added element with Frank since defense just can't load the box against Boyd and the run? I don't think they're going to be able to load the box the way Arkansas is going to run their offense spread out so much. It's just not going to be able to – it's just not going to be feasible for defenses to do. But last year it didn't matter. They just did it anyway. They just came after the run because they knew Arkansas couldn't pass the ball. Tim Duncan says, will it be a QB carousel this year? Hope not. It has been a QB carousel the last two years. They have started eight quarterbacks in the last two years. See if you can name them. Ty Story, Cole Kelly. Actually, Cole Kelly got to start first. Cole Kelly, Ty Story, Connor Nolan. Ben Hicks, Nick Starkle, John Stephen Jones, K.J. Jefferson, Jack Lindsey. Eight. Eight starting quarterbacks at different times the last two years. I want to see just one quarterback this year start all 10 games. Kevin Deshaun Spencer says, likely isn't allowed to comment specifically HIPAA laws. Cameron, how's the Dollar Shave Club, says Ryan Cameron. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I don't use the Dollar Shave Club. They don't have the uh, – I use these Schick tracer things that have, like, they have the curve – so you can really just shave it down with the curve. And I don't think – I don't know if Dollar Shave Club has that. I also don't think that there is – sorry, Dollar Shave Club. I've never noticed this, like, huge, expensive razors deal. Like, I use a lot of razors, right? <laughs> I, I haven't noticed, like, until they told me that they were a fortune, that they're a fortune. They seem fairly cheap to me to buy razors, but it's a good ad campaign, I guess. I hope checks in the mail, Shick. 
Kenny Smith says, will OCDC be on the sideline or box? I know that I know that Browse will be on the sideline. He prefers to be on the sideline. Feels like he can kind of mix it up, tell the flow a little better. David McDaniel says, how's Franks looking in practice? Just from the time we've seen him, just throwing the ball. Hadn't really seen him line up in team or anything. Throws a pretty ball. Big-looking, good, strong-arm quarterback. How's the defense looking? Just couldn't tell you, really, unfortunately. Just haven't seen him line up in team except for one day, and it really wasn't all the starters and stuff. Chase Hogan Jones says, y'all been bringing the heat at Hog Sports. Appreciate that. Listen to Chase Hogan's own sign up. Cody Hamlin says, with COVID, are teams doing injury reports? COVID, or do we have to wait? Until, yeah, there's no injury reports in college football, though you bring up a good point because the NCAA should adopt a policy where teams have to release a – not an injury report. I mean, there's HIPAA stuff, right? We're college kids. These are amateurs. Amateurs. Uh, but the NFL makes you release a participation report. You know, or at least if somebody's highly doubtful or and all this stuff, they make you do that, which really evens things out across the league, which allows them to open up things to the media. They have open locker rooms after games. They're required by the NFL to open certain practices to the media. The NCAA wised up. They make so many poor decisions. If they wised up and adopted this policy, it just has to be a participation report. It doesn't have to be an injury or illness report or any of that stuff. Just who's going to be there and who's not. If they made them do that and made them open up locker rooms after games and across all teams and made them open up certain practices, then they would have better coverage. There's a lot of reporters that I know who don't like covering college football because the access has been so limited. And Arkansas gives more access than most places do. Most, no other team in the SEC was opening up any of the fall camp practices. Arkansas did. So, I think you bring up an interesting statement that goes to my point. Rise up, NCAA. Promote the product. You're going to need to promote it because these guys are about to start making money. Promote the product. Allow media in. I mean, this is the number one rule of personal of uh, public relations is it's better to have other people talk about the, you than for you to talk about yourself. As good a job as university does promoting themselves, that's a, all it is, really. It's, it's a promotion. It's promotion. It's not It's not a, a coverage. It's not a media report of what they're seeing out there. So that's something that I wish the NCAA would institute or the SEC or somebody. Josh Gar says, Boyd, Burks, Knox, and Henry are all SEC caliber. Yeah, I agree with that. I think so. I think there are a, few, a lot of SEC caliber players on this team. I don't think that last year's record is indicative of the talent overall in this team. And I'm not saying they're above par SEC talent, just below par, but overall. But I'm just saying no reason to lose some of these games the way they lost. Okay. How's our kicking game this year in special teams? Should be a lot better. I mean, you got a dedicated special team coach for the first time in modern – history of Razorback football thanks to the 10th assistance that was added three years ago um, so should be better A.J. Reed kicking uh, I think he hit 81% of his field goals last year at Duke George Caratan there's been positive reviews there I think they're going to be I mean they went from just a utter disaster in 2018 right 
to not really hurting themselves too much in 2019, aside from the Auburn play where they had the fake punt that was intercepted. Um, but it'd be nice to see him be a weapon, weaponize special teams for once. Actually, maybe win a game because of something they did on special teams, something like that. It'd be nice. Chris Bacon says, if we win this game, COVID or not, it'd be one of the biggest and most unexpected wins since OU circa 78. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to say that one. The Tennessee game in 92 is up there. I mean, Arkansas has had some teams go down and shock some really good teams. You know, Auburn when they were number two, but that was that was a really good Arkansas team. That team finished 7-1 in SEC play. Um, Arkansas the next year going down to Baton Rouge, beat number one LSU. So there have been some some great games. But, yeah, that OU game – in 78, I was one-year-old. Tennessee game in 92. As far as teams that Arkansas had that weren't – well, I mean, I, that that team in, nine, in 78 was good. The Arkansas team was really good, obviously. Well, they won 11 games, right? So, that didn't kind of – I mean, this team isn't really expected to be that good. So, if you want to say a team that's, like, not supposed to be that good, really, like that 92 team, it's probably the best – you know, it would be the best win since 92. Glenn Gross says, I love the walking toss, but I think you need to wait until the game. I think so, too. I don't want to make it gimme. I don't, gimmicky. I don't want to mess it up, you know. And I, before I was doing the walking talks, like that was – it evolved into a walking talk. I was doing a week in the life thing where I would, you know, record myself walking with a camera um, after practice and, you know, just kind of give my thoughts on practice and what was coming up with the game and, you know, record myself in different environments. So I was doing that last year. Uh, it's kind of a lead up to the game, but not they weren't as popular as the walk and talk. So I may I may just save that, Glenn. You know, I think you make a good point there. Again, I want it to be what it is, not try to like again gimmick it. Josh Newman says I think everyone is kind of sleeping on the true potential of this team. Not saying that we are going to blow them out or anything, but I think some will be surprised at how we might actually hang in there with them. I mean, there have been surprises already in college football. I mean, look at Arkansas State going down to Kansas State, winning there. I mean, I don't know it's you know Kansas, but they they fell to Coastal Carolina. I mean, it happens. It happens. It's that ball don't bounce straight up and down, Houston. I know I've used that one a lot lately. Harold Basil says, going to watch from Panama City, Florida. Guess who? Baz. All right. David Basil's a good guy. Ken Nooner says, want, just want to hang around to the fourth until you get there, and then you'll be like, <laughs> totally different, but I get you. Uh, Ken. Charles Alvarez says, I think O-line might be, maybe the different, maybe night and day difference. Prediction on record. I'm right now. I'm staying like two and eight. Nothing too crazy. Timothy Wisenant, Wisenant, Wisenant says art of shaving is best. You guys got some jokes. Watching from Nacogdoches, Texas. Says Ken Rita Smith. Well, it says recruiting news for football and basketball. I would say go to Hog Sports. We're not doing much recruiting stuff today, Will, but. Um, Danny's got a lot of stories that came out today uh, on recruiting. Does Arkansas have a chance to beat Georgia? Yeah, they've got a chance. I mean, anything's possible, right? A lot of people wanted to see it uh, be uh, respectable. My mother's asking when I'm going to come see my mom. 
I don't know, Mom. Once football season starts, it gets hard. You may have to come see me. Does the snap look any faster between the center and quarterback with Ricky? I have not seen a single snap go from a center to a quarterback. They just do the fake snap stuff when we're out there. They haven't lined up in team yet. I mean, this is the least informed I would would probably say as far as like watching them line up in team. This is the least informed that I've ever been in 17 years covering this team. It's just a product of COVID mainly. Charles Alvarez says, how depressing was last year? Incredibly. I mean, it's been an impressive few years. Randy Porter, is Saturday's game going to be broadcast? Randy, every game is broadcast. Every game is on television and has been for 10 years or so. Every game is televised. This one's on the SEC Network. But every game, every game is every, every game is on TV. And if it's not, it's on the SEC Network alternate, which is still on TV. You just have to stream it, I guess, in most cases. By the way, this is a plug for YouTube TV. It's something I've noticed. Um... And first of all, I love the ESPN app, right? Because you can watch four games at once and all that stuff and flip through games. But YouTube TV, you can you can go to a game and it'll ask if you want to join join it live, start from the beginning, or watch the key plays leading up to the live point of the game. And you can also go back because it saves them all in my library and just watch the key plays. But I love the aspect of watching maybe 20 plays, clips of 20 plays, and then catching up to the game live if I, if I started late. Fantastic addition. I don't get paid for any sponsorships here. Like, you know, I don't like, you know, aside from anything that might run beyond my control. Um, but, like, I don't have, like, in-show in sponsors, right? But I always try to promote stuff that I believe in. And I'm not getting paid any money from YouTube TV. And I cut the cord from DirecTV. And I was over a decade with DirecTV. And I did that last year. And... I just had to say personally, very pleased with with what I get from YouTube TV. Very pleased. Again, that's a that's a free free promotion there for YouTube. Will our secondary be a lot better? I think they are going to be better. How much better remains to be seen, I guess. Is it concerning or promising that Toll is listed or with Hudson? And Marcus Henderson running third behind them. I think it's a little bit. I mean, I've kind of told myself this whole time. I think they're just trying to push Hudson, maybe manufacture a little bit of competition where there isn't a whole lot. But it's nothing to slight Blaine Toll or anything at all. It's just, you know, he's a true freshman. doesn't have a whole lot of experience playing tight end. They moved him back and forth from defensive end, tight end, defensive end, tight end. So I just don't. I guess it's a concern. From what I've seen out there, Hudson, as far as route running and catching passes, looks fantastic to me. I mean, he really looked good. So maybe they're just not pleased with his blocking. Maybe they're just trying to push him, manufacture competition where there isn't a lot. Hopefully George will have a hard time getting up emotionally to play for us. I mean, I think that's going to be part of it. It's not just going to be how well Arkansas, you know, how ready Arkansas is, but how ready is Georgia. Iowa State did also lose Tommy Atkins. That's true. Really shocked them. I mean, from a, a guy that was used to upsetting people on the other side from when he was at um, Toledo doing that to Arkansas. 
How stacked are we on the D-line, Jimmo, James, Hamilton? I think it might be the deepest position group. I mean, when you consider, you know, Isaiah Nichols has really come on strong. You've got um, Xavier Kelly, who transferred in, obviously. You've got Jonathan Marshall, um, Torian Carter, Marcus Miller, who I was surprised not to see on the depth chart. And then the ends, I think, is where you get really strong. Julius Coates addition, getting Dorian Gerald back after he only played a half of a game last year. Um, Eric Gregory, we've heard some really good things about him. Mateo Soli, who started last year, now back up. Uh, Zach Williams also. So you've got some some numbers there. Uh, Kitty Smith asked if there are any surprises with the linebacker started. I wouldn't say there's too many surprises with that, really. But, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us. We've gone a little bit long. We have done that a lot here lately, but we're 57 minutes in, almost 50, 58 minutes. Uh, but before I go, of course – Sign up for the 60% off deal if you haven't done so already. People always ask, how do I support the site? What do you have? Do you have a Patreon? All this stuff. All kinds of different ways that people bring up. How can you support the site? And I say sign up for the site. Sign up for it. 60% off. We do a lot of free stuff that you'll enjoy, but we also do a lot of great VIP. That's where we butter our bread with our VIP content, recruiting, stuff like that. 60% off, so try it out. Also, plenty of ways to watch and listen. You always tune in on Facebook Live. Follow the page. Get us to 80,000 follows before football season that is the goal and we're so close to it also available on youtube be sure to thumbs up the video and comment share the video with somebody you think might like it subscribe hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos take some time right now and throw us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts. say something nice nice about the show um, we're close to 500 reviews on there i'd love to hit that before football season started as well so if you haven't done a review yet or a rating, uh, go to Apple Podcasts and do that. Also available on Apple, or excuse me, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, everybody, game week. Thursday will be back on. I've considered possibly early Thursday I've cons- before Sam Pittman's press conference. I've considered Friday. Friday could run into a problem because, you know, I mean, I might travel for some of these road games down the road here. Um, not traveling to any early ones, I don't think, but maybe down the road. Maybe we enter a phase three. <laughs> and they start opening things up a little bit more. So, um, But that's kind of where things stand right now. So we're still kind of figuring that out. But it'll either be Thursday or Friday when we're back with you. I want to thank you for all your questions. Thank you for our members who have been with us for a long time and appreciate your questions. All right, Jake Rowe also from Dogs 24-7 will be on us next time. So make sure you have some questions ready for him. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.